The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Masechet Rosh Hashanah has been sponsored by Mr. Soli and Cheryl Mizrahi. Hashem Alehem Yihyu for the Hatzlacha of both of their families, for Bezat Hashem, health, happiness. Continued success and of course uh, much nachat and uh, pleasure from their children. Hiratzon, in the zechut of their dedication to the Masechet Rosh Hashanah, they will be zocher for good judgment, they will be zocher for good beracha and mazal in all their endeavors. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Elul Nishmat, Abraham ben Esther, Ruach Hashem Tanihenu began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Fuash Shelema, Eliyahu Hayim ben Shafia, Sophia. El na refana lo, el na refana lo, el na refana lo. Fata nefesh, ufuatagubu, fuatok, nabalabu, vechenyi, hirasom, venomar. Amen. Amen. We begin today's daf on Chavdal Ramud Bet, right at the Mishnah on the bottom line. Matnitin. There was this episode where two witnesses came, they amru and they testified, and they said, Ra'inuhu shahrit b'mizrach. They said we saw the old moon in the east and we saw the uh, new moon in the west which means at sunrise in the morning we saw the old moon and at sunset we saw the old moon. Now if you remember we learned on a previous daf that between the old moon and the new moon there's 24 hours of invisibility. And therefore, these witnesses cannot be telling the truth if they said they saw the old moon in the morning and the new moon at night. What happened to the 24 hours? So, Amr Abu Hanan bin Nuri shekir him. So, because of that, Abu Hanan bin Nuri said, they are false witnesses. Look at Rashi. Because we learned above on Da'af Khaf that there's 24 hours of invisibility and therefore they have to be lying so comes the Gemara and says comes the Mishnah and says but when they came to the Betin in Yavne Kibbelan Rabban Gamliel Rabban Gamliel accepted them we'll have to see in the Gemara how can Rabban Gamliel accept them seemingly they're false witnesses we'll see the Gemara they all another episode Two witnesses came and they said, Ra'inuhu bismano. We saw the new moon in its right time, meaning on the 30th day. That's considered bismano. At night of the 30th, we saw the moon. However, on the next night, which is on the night of the 31st, we did not see the moon. The Kibbelan Rabban Gamliel. And Rabban Gamliel accepted them. Amar bin Horkinas They're false witnesses. Why? How could you testify on one day a lady gave birth and the next day you see that the womb is still be, or the embryo or the baby is still between her teeth? 
which means she's still pregnant. So the Gemara gives an example, the Mishnah saying between her teeth, meaning she's so pregnant that it protrudes all the way out uh, in front of her mouth, in front of her teeth. Which means, how did you tell me on one night you saw the moon? It means the moon gave birth. And then the next night you tell me it didn't appear. The new moon didn't come out yet. How could that be? So therefore there must be a shikir. So that was the contention of Rabbi Dosa ben Urkinas. Again, how can you give testimony on a lady that gave birth and the next day her stomach then she knows between her teeth meaning she's very pregnant the next day how can it be if she gave birth the day before so Rabbi Yoshua tells Rabbi I agree with you I see your words correctly and therefore we cannot accept these witnesses and therefore, Rabbi Yoshua wanted to say halakha. This was actually the month of Elul, we were discussing over here, meaning Rosh Hashanah. So Rabban Gamaliel held that Rosh Hashanah was on the 30th. And Rabbi Yoshua said, no, it was on the 31st. Because he was saying, you can't accept the testimony of the night before, because they didn't see it the following night. Therefore, the testimony of the first night cannot have been true. Therefore, it's an automatic. The Rosh Hashanah has to be on the second day. So we had a great mahlokit between the Bangam Liel and the Yoshua that year when the Rosh Hashanah fell out. Hence, you're going to have a mahlokit when Kippur that year is going to come out. Meaning, according to the Yoshua, Kippur is going to come out a day later. I'm decreeing on you I'm commanding you that you must come to me on the Yom Kippur That falls out according to your calculation With your stick and with your money Which means I want you to show in public That you're going to be mehalel Your Kippur Sabagima did not want to have two psakalachas here. He, he ruled that Tum Kippur was the day before. He didn't want that to be Yushua to have another faction now and start Salaman Kippur on the next day. So in order to make sure that Amisa remains united, he told him, you must come to me on your Kippur according to your calculation with your uh, money and your stick. So he went, the Gemara to explain this line to me, that Rabbi Akiva went, and found that the Yoshua was Miyatsir. He was all depressed. Because he was distraught because of what Laban Gabriel was making him do. Amar lo, yesh li lilmod shekol asui. Which means I could learn really and say that everything that Laban Gabriel said is correct. Which means even though he decreed it on a day different than you, but whatever he said, is good. Why? Which means God put the responsibility of establishing the Sheikh Hodashim and the holidays in Betin's hands. Ben Bismanam, Ben Bismanam. Which means whether they're in the right time, whether they're not in the right time, in the Mu'adot, Ella Elu. Which means. That's what you have. You have the ruling of the Betti, whether they're right or wrong, whether they made the holidays bismanam or shalom bismanam, tikru otam. Whatever they say is said, so therefore be sure, don't be despondent. So the Bangal said Kippur is that day, so that's Kippur, so don't have to worry about it, even though you hold not like that, but since the Bangal is the, uh, the, the Posek over here, even though the Yeshua was the Abedin, but the Bangal was the Nasi, and he was Posek like he was, so don't worry.
Right? She says, Bikriat Bedin Katuf. Right? The Pasuk puts the power on Bedin. Balo So now He comes to Rabbi Dosa. Rabbi Dosa was the other rabbi that also agreed with uh, Rabbi Yoshua. He actually said it and Rabbi Yoshua agreed with him. The reason the Mahavshah says why Rabbi uh, wasn't angry at Rabbi Dosa is either because he just said it but he wasn't posek halacha. Rabbi Yoshua was posek halacha. Or because Rabbi Dosa was an old man. And therefore, he didn't want to, you know, fight up against an old zakin. But Rabbi Yoshua was the Abedin, therefore he wanted to put him in his place, so to speak. Amar lo, so Rabbi Yoshua tells Rabbi Dosa, Im ba'in anu ladun ahar bedino shil Rabban Gamliel, if we're going to start the second guess and question, the psak of the bedin of Rabban Gamliel, sirichim anu ladun ahar kol bedin u bedin she'amad, mimot Moshe v'ad achshav. So now we're going to have to second guess every Bedin from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu and all their rulings until now. Shana tells us that Moshe, Nadav, Moshe Aharon, Nadav Avenue, and the 70 elders, they went up. Now the Mishnah asks, How come the Torah doesn't tell us the names of these 70 Zekinim? Which means any three rabbis that get together in Bet Din, we give them the status as the Bet Din of Moshe Rabbeinu. Meaning, if somebody's going to come along and say, uh, who says these three people are uh, a big uh, hakamim? So you'll come along and say, how do you know that they're not as big as the 70 Zekinin that Moshe Rabbeinu had? Since the Torah didn't tell us their names, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. And therefore the Torah specifically did not tell us their names, so nobody can come along and say, this Betin is less than the Betin of Moshe. How do you know? The Betin of Moshe are anonymous, we don't know their names. Shifrim Zekinin Israel. They teach us what? That every Betin in every generation, they have the final say. They have the bottom line word. And then when Yeshua comes along and says, listen, we're going to start questioning the Bank of Liel. If you question the Bank of Liel's Betin, you have to, have to start second guessing. Mm-hmm. Every Betin says, that's Moshe Rabbeinu. Natal maklo umautav biyado ve'alach le'yavne etzer Rabban Gamliel b'yom shachal yom kipurim liyot b'chashpono. So he went. He took a stick, he took his money, he on kipur according to uh, his calculation and he brought it in front of Rabban Gamliel. Amad Rabban Gamliel v'neshako al rosho. So Rabban Gamliel stood up and he kissed him on his head. Amar lo bo b'shalom rabbi v'talmidi. Rabbi b'chokmah, you are my rabbi in wisdom. After all, Rabbi Yeshua was the Abedin, but you act like my student, that you accepted my words, you accepted my gezerah. The Mephashim do point out, Islam over here when it says, Bo Beshalom, even though we learned in Gemara Berachot, that when you're talking to the living, usually use the language Leshalom, but the Maharsha points out that's only when you use the Lashon Lech. Lech leshalom. That's what you tell them. When you say bo, come, you can say bo beshalom. There's no problem with that. Comes to Gemara and continues or begins. Tanya, we have a brayta. Amar lehem Rabban Gamliel hachamim. Rabban Gamliel tells the hachamim. Now this is going back to the first machlokah in the Mishnah between the Yohanan bin Nuri and Rabban Gamliel regarding witnesses that saw the old moon in the morning and the new moon at night. The Yohanan bin Nuri said, impossible. 
We know that there's 24 hours of invisibility between the old moon and the new moon, so there's no way they could have seen the old moon in the morning and the new moon at night. So comes the Ban Gamliel and says, I have a tradition from my grandfather. His grandfather was a Benu Kadosh. Which means sometimes the moon takes the long path and sometimes it takes the short path. Which means that which we said on the previous daf, that there's 24 hours, that's not always. Sometimes the moon takes different paths and when it takes a different path, it can even have a case where you can see the new moon in the morning and the old moon at night, and therefore the new moon at night, and therefore the moon does not have a set cycle. The moon cycle changes, and because of that, you can have the situation that we have in the Mishnah. Then we accept it. So pa'amim ba ba'arucha. Sometimes takes the long route, and sometimes it takes the short route. Comes the Gemara and says. That's Amar Yohanan, my Tamar What's the reason of the Bet Pedrash of Rabbi? God established the moon to make the holiday. Shemesh Yadah Mebo'o. The sun knows its path. Shemesh Yadah Mebo'o. Yadah Lo Yadah Mebo'o. But the moon does not know its path, which means the moon changes its course sometimes. And therefore, sometimes you have the 24 hours of invisibility, and sometimes you don't. And therefore, in this case, of Ban Gamliel held that it was possible for the witnesses to see the old moon and the new moon, and therefore there was no problem. Other Rishonim learned this Gemara differently. Other Rishonim want to say that Aban Gamliel accepted the witnesses because you pay no attention to what they said about the morning. The morning has no uh, credence to this testimony. The main thing we want to get from them is what, what did they see at night? So they come along and say, we saw at night the new moon. That's the main thing we accept. Ah, but they said the morning they saw the, uh, the old moon. Pay no attention to that. has no bearings on anything that they're saying now. And this Gemara over here that says, Paramim Sheba Arucha, Paramim Sheba Bikatsara, they explain us talking about a different, unrelated deen to the case of our Mishnah. See, sometimes the cycle of the moon takes a long peg, sometimes it takes a short peg, but nothing to do with the 24 hours of invisibility. Stop. The reason why the banking will accepted the witnesses is because paid no attention to what they said in the, regarding their morning testimony. In any event, the Gemara continues. Rabbi Haya Chazya Lesihara Dahadya Ka'eb Safra De Isrim Vitishah. Rabbi Haya saw the moon. The old moon that was out on the 29th of the month. Now the case was over here. This was the month of Elul. He wanted to establish Elul on the 30th. Meaning Rosh Chodesh Tishri, I'm sorry, on the 30th. He wanted to make Elul Chaser, like it is the majority of the time. Make Rosh Hashanah on the 30th. Why? Because that year, by making Rosh Hashanah on the 30th, it'll separate Kippur from Shabbat. Remember we learned that the rabbis did not want Shabbat and Yom Kippur to fall back to back either because of Yarka or because of Metayah because you're not going to be able to bury the Metim it's going to take two days because you cannot bury on Shabbat and Yom Kippur so therefore the Bihayah had an interest to make the Rosh Chodesh on the 30th now what was he going to do? he was going to intimidate witnesses which means witnesses that would have shown up on the 30th, he was going to tell them, you saw it, right? He was going to intimidate them to get a testimony at them. Like we learned, sometimes they're betting, if they want to get to Rosh Hashanah on a certain day, can they're able to ma'ayim on the witnesses. But we also learned, that's only in the case where the old moon was not visible on the 29th. Because if the old moon was visible on the 29th, it's going to become a joke. Because the people are going to say, what is this over here? We saw the old moon on the 29th. 
right before, uh, you know, on that day. Now you're going to tell me on the 30th, they saw the new moon? Can't be there. People know the rules. So therefore, when the Bihayas saw the old moon come out on the 29th, he was upset. So what did he do? Shakal Kala. He picked up a clump of dirt, Patakbe, and he threw it at the moon. Amar, he said to the moon, Le'urta ba'inan kiddushebach. Tonight, we need to sanctify you and make Rosh Hashanah. Ve'at ka'im tacha? And you're still here? Meaning, what are you doing here? We don't need you to be here now. Zil ichsi. Go cover yourself. Meaning, get out of here. We don't need you to be here, moon. We need to make Rosh Hashanah tonight. We're not going to be able to intimidate the witnesses if you're here. Amar le'rebil rebihiya. So Rebi tells Rebihiya, Zil intab. Go to a place called Intav and go make the Kiddush HaKodesh over there, Liyahat to the month. Why? Because in Intav, one of two things, one of two interpretations. Either over there the moon wasn't visible on the 29th. And therefore by going to sanctify it over there, it's not going to look like a, uh, you know, a fraud. Because the people in Intav didn't see the moon on the 29th, so you'll sanctify it. So at least over there, everybody will accept your... Uh, your ruling, or according to the uh, interpretations of other Rishonim, this is talking about the times of the Romans, and the Romans made Gezerot that you cannot sanctify the new moon in the regular Betin in Yerushalayim. So therefore they have to sneak to Entav in order to sanctify the new moon. That's why I specifically told them, go to Entav and you'll be able to uh, sanctify the new moon over there. In any event... And he says, when you sanctify the new moon, send me a sign and say, David, Melech Yisrael, Hai Bekayam. Why? Because just like David, his kingdom, it grew and got, uh, got big, became uh, powerful. And that's the same thing like Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael starts off small and they uh, grow like the moon. So therefore the siman for the new moon would be what? Just give me a signal. David Melech is a kayam, and then I'll know already that you were successful in establishing the new mantra. She says, Nimshad Kalibana. David Melech was compared to the moon. She neemar bo kiso kashemesh nadi kayareyah yekon leolam. Okay, so that's the way the Hayyab sanctified the month during that year. That was Rosh Hashanah. Tanu lebanan, pamachat kashiru shamayim ba'abim. One time, there was very clouds, very cloudy night. Overcast. Overcast. And an image of the moon appeared on the 29th of the month. So the people thought that they saw the moon. Therefore, they wanted to establish Rosh Chodesh. And Betin wanted to establish it and make Kiddusha Hodesh. Now, according to some information, this was talking about Mashman from Rashi, again Elul, and the subject was over here, Rosh Hashanah. Again, I have a tradition from my grandfather, the Ben Wakadosh, in Hodusha Shalebana, Pechutam, Mi'asrim, Betishayom, Umehsa, Vishneshishisha, Be'ayin Gimal, Halakim. Which means I have a tradition that the cycle of the moon is not less than 29 and a half days, two-thirds of an hour, and 73 parts of an hour. And since the sighting of the last moon, it hasn't been 
this 29 and a half, two-thirds of an hour and 73 parts. And therefore there's no way what they saw is considered a new moon. Which is they knew minimally the new moon is not born until this amount of time passes. 29 and a half days, that's 29 and 12 hours, and two-thirds of an hour and 73 parts of an hour. And therefore, what you're seeing over there was not the moon, therefore we cannot establish Rosh Chodesh. And in order to solidify that, the Gemara says, Meta emotional Ben Zuza. Ben Zuza's mother passed away. The speed that Rabban Gamaliel is spread gadol. Rabban Gamaliel made a very long eulogy for her. Lo mepnes sheneuyalekach. Not because she was deserving of having such a long eulogy. Ela kedesh sheyedu aham sheno kitchu betin etachodesh. So they'll know that betin did not sanctify Rosh Chodesh. Why? Because on Rosh Chodesh, well, let's say for that matter, on Rosh Hashanah. If quoted as she at least, it's a suit to be maspeed. It's a suit to eulogize. And therefore, by making a long eulogy, everybody will know. After Rabbi is making a eulogy today, obviously, it's not Rosh Chodesh, it's not Yom Tov. And therefore, you're allowed to uh, eulogize. Now, the Mephalashim take Rashi to task. Why did Rashi have to learn the case to talk about Rosh Hashanah? You could have learned the case about any month, because any Rosh Chodesh didn't have to eulogize. So therefore, that's Rashash's question. So some of the Mepharshim really want to answer that when Nashi says in his Lashon, She'en maspidim bi Yom Tov, Yom Tov means Rosh Chodesh. Because sometimes Rosh Chodesh is also called Yom Tov. So therefore, he wasn't referring to Rosh Hashanah, he just meant uh, any Rosh Chodesh. And therefore, Nashi is agreeing to the consensus of the Rishonim that it was talking about a regular Rosh Chodesh. And that's why the Bangladesh stretched out and elongated his eulogy, in order that the people will know that the Rosh Chodesh was not sanctified on that day. Comes the Gemara and continues from the story of the Mishnah. Halach Umsao Rabbi Akiva. Right? He's, Rabbi Akiva went and saw him distraught. So the Gemara just wants to get the details of the story. Mi Miyatsir. Who was distraught? Rabbi Akiva Miyatsir? Or Rabbi Yoshua Miyatsir? Because from the language of the Mishnah, it's vague. It can mean either one, because all it says is, Halach um, umsao Rabbi Akiva miyatzer. So was Rabbi Akiva that found Rabbi Yeshua miyatzer? Or was Rabbi Akiva himself that was miyatzer? Tashema, so come and listen, we'll bring up right. Tadetanya, Halach Rabbi Akiva, umetsaol Rabbi Yeshua, Kishihu Miyatzir. He went and he found Rabbi Yeshua when he was Miyatzir. Now, if it's not clear still to you, the bright text says, Amalo. So he tells him, Rabbi, Mipinema Ata Miyatzir. Rabbi, why are you so distraught? Amalo Akiba. So you see, Rabbi Yeshua was the distraught one. Rabbi Akiba asked him, Why are you distraught? And he answered him, Akiba. I'd be better off if I had a decree on me to be bedridden for 12 months instead of having Rabban Gamaliel make this decree on me that I have to go mehalel kippur that goes according to my hajvon which means the Bible show was distraught because he's going to have to be mehalel his, uh, his kippur he said I'd rather be in bed for 12 months sick than have to go do what, uh, what Rabban Gamaliel is uh, putting me up to Amar le Rabbi, so Rabbi Akiva tells Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi, Tarsheni nomal lefareka davar e'ad shilim matani. Please give me permission to repeat over something that you, you, that you yourself taught us. Amar lo emor, so Rabbi Yeshua says, Bechavot, say it. Amar lo areo omer, atem, atem, atem. 
Now really the Torah three times says, However, the word otam is written without a vav, so that when we read it, atem. That it is the betin that establishes the months. Atem, 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 three times. Gimel pa'amim. Atem afilu shogegim. Which means even if betin, let's say, made a mistake. Which means, they thought that it was supposed to be in Ibur. They, they thought that it was supposed to be on the 31st. They made a mistake, it was supposed to be on the 30th. Atem afilu mezidim. Which means even if they do it on purpose. You have to go out of their way on purpose and they establish the Rosh Chodesh on the wrong day. Atem afidu mut'in. Even if they are fooled, which means let's say false witnesses come and trick the Betin, it doesn't matter. The month is established whether you're Shogeg, whether you're a Mezid, whether you're Mut'ah. And therefore, <laughs> Rabbi, you are, they are considered, let's say, Shogegin. Okay, let's say they made a mistake, okay, according to your understanding. However, whatever Bentin says, it's accepted. And you now are going to follow your, not follow your day, you're going bemezid against your day to follow the other day. Even if you're a mezid going against your day to follow the Rabbi Gabriel, you're also okay, therefore you have nothing to worry about. Bottom line, the rabbis established it, it's considered Kodesh. With the following words, Rabbi Yeshua told Rabbi Akiva, Akiva, Nihamtani, Nihamtani. You consoled me, you consoled me. The reason why I said you consoled me twice is, you consoled me for what they did, and you consoled me for what I did. Which, what I'm going to do. Which is, you consoled me what they did, which is, okay, they made a mistake, but you said it's okay. And you consoled me for my part, because I'm going to be a Mizid. I'm going against my day to follow them. But you said even Mizidim, they go against their day, and they follow the other day. It's also, okay, so for Nihamtani, Nihamtani. Ba'alo etzre bidosa ben Hurkinas. So now Rabbi Yoshua goes in front of the bidosa ben Hurkinas. Tanu Rebanan, we have a brighter. How come, indeed, the Torah did not tell us the names of the 70 Zekenim of Moshe Rabbeinu's Betin? It just says, B'Shiv'im Zekenim is Zekenim Yisrael. How come it doesn't tell us their names? Shelo yomar adam ploni ke Moshe ve'aharon ploni... Can a question? Shelo yomar adam, a person should not say, ploni ke Moshe ve'aharon? Well, you think this rabbi is uh, like Moshe ve'aharon? Is he great? And therefore, once you don't know their names, so now nobody can come along and say, are they as great as, as great as who? You don't know who they are. They're anonymous. And therefore, every bit is going to have now credibility. Mm-hmm. Nobody can start comparing and saying, oh, they're better, they're worse. You don't know who they are. The Torah went out of its way not to tell you who they are. You know that every bit will have... Equal credibility. Look at the top Rashi in the first wide line. Shelo yomar adam al betin shebiyamav vechi peloni upeloni kemosheva aron sheeshmalo asha sheeshmalo. Aksav shelo net parshu. Now that the names are not explicit, emor lo imeno kemosheva aron. You're right. He might not be as great as Mosheva aron. Haleu kehad mishar sekinim. Maybe they were as great as some of the sekinim. Shein kayodei amim because you don't know who they are. Comes the Gemara and says, Ve'omer, it says in the Pasuk, Ve'yomer Shemuel Elam. It says, Shemuel comes and tells the nation, Elam Hashem, Asher Asa, I'm sorry, Ve'yomer Shemuel Elam, Kama. 
Shemuel tells the people, Hashem Asher Asat Moshe Aaron, God, that made Moshe and Aaron the leaders of Israel. Ve'omer, and the pasuk continues. This is the same context when Shemuel was talking to the people. Ve'yishlach Hashem et Yerubaal, and he also sent a leader called Yerubaal. Ve'et Bedan, the leader called Bedan. Ve'et Yiftah, ve'et Shemuel. So therefore, Shemuel in one swoop includes Moshe, Aaron, Yerubaal, Bedan, Yiftah, and Shemuel. He mentions in one or two pesukim the six leaders of Am Yisrael. Now who are these people? Yerubal ze Gid'on. Yerubal was really Gid'on, was one of the Shofetim, one of the judges. Because he went to war against the Abu Dazara called Baal. Yerubal. Bedan ze Shimshon. Bedan is another name for Shimshon. Bedan. Because he came from the Shevet, Dan. Yiftah, Yiftah is Yiftah. And the Pasuk says, Moshe ve'aharon bechohanav, the Pasuk in Tehilim, Moshe ve'aharon in their leadership of Kohanim, a priest, Ushmuel bekoresh shemo. That means we have another Pasuk that compares Shemuel to Moshe and Aaron. Shakal, now. So therefore, let, let's review. So now we know Moshe and Aaron, we know they were great. And we know Shemuel is equal to Moshe and Aaron. So it comes out in the Pasuk you have three greats and three, we'll call them lightweights. Which means Shimshon, Yiftah, and Gid'on are not Moshe, Aaron, and Shemuel. But in the Pasuk in Shemuel it lists all the six leaders together. To teach you what? To teach you what? Shakal katuv shelosha kale olam. Which means the Pasuk puts on the scale the three light ones, the lightweights of the world, which we call Shimshon, Yiftah, and Gidon, with the three greats, with the three very significant ones, that's Moshe, Aaron, and we know Moshe is equal to Moshe and Aaron. You know what's to teach you? Yerubal bedoro ke Moshe bedoro. Bedan bedoro. Even the most insignificant. And he was nominated the leader of the Sibur. He's considered as the, the most distinguished and esteemed. Jeez, every generation has to accept the rabbis of its time. And the Pasuk says, Ubata You have to go to the judges that will be in your times. So the Gemara asks, What do you mean you have to go to the judge in your times? Where are you going to go to a judge? It's not in your times? You're going to go back in history? What does that mean? Just which means you go to the judge that's in your day. Which means you're not allowed to come along and say, Ah, these judges are not like the other rabbis of the yesteryear, and therefore I'm not going to go to them. They're not on the same uh, stature. No. Whoever judges in your time, that's the judge you have to go to. Look at Rashi. You can only go to the judge that's in your time. And we have a pasuk in the Mishle uh, or Kohelet. Al Tomar, don't say, Ma'aya Shayamim Arishonim Ayutovim Me'ele. 
which means ah, the old days, the earlier days were better than, the, the, than these days. That as she gives us the end of the pasuk, that she says, look at the look at the end of Rashi. That she quotes the end of the pasuk. Kilo mechokma shalta alze. The fish at Dorot are you to be besadikim in Aharonim. Don't say that what that the earlier generations were wiser. The fichak are you a yemim erishonim to be meile. And you say that's why the olden days were better than these days because the leaders were better. She yifshar shiu aharonim kerishonim because you have to know it's impossible for the later uh, leaders to become like the earlier ones. Well, don't say that. Then we have to go to the rabbis that are in your time and listen to the. Comes Gemara and says, "Natal matlo ma'ota biyado." So he took his stick and he took his money to be Yeshua. He went to the bank of Yehuda and Baran. Kevan shira oto when the bank of Yehuda saw him, Amad mikisov in his shako arosho. He stood up from his chair and he kissed him on his head. Amad lo shalom aleikar Rabbi v'talmidi. Rabbi shilematani Torah berabim. You're my rabbi because you taught me Torah berabim. V'talmidi. Shani gozer alecha gezera ve'atam bekayema ketalmid, which means you listen to my gezerot like a student would listen to his rabbi. Even though again the Bible shows the abedin, but still he humbled himself in front of the nekui of rabban gemara like a talmid. Ashrei ador, fortunate is the generation shagidolim nishmaim neketanim that the gidolim listen to the ones that are beneath them. Kalvahomer, and from here we can learn a kalvahomer. Ketanim the Gedolim that the Ketanim should listen to the Gedolim. So the Gemara says, Kalvahomer, Hayubahu. What do you mean? You don't have to learn, learn make a Kalvahomer. It's an obligation. Which means I don't need a Kalvahomer to teach me that the younger one should listen to the older one. That's a uh, commandment. That's an obligation. The Gemara says, Ela mitok shagedolim neshmaim neketanim. Since the Gedolim listen to the Ketanim, nosim Ketanim Kalvahomer beatzmam. The Ketanim themselves, they make a Kavahomer and they say, if the older, if the greater are listening to the younger and the not so great, all the more so we should listen to our elders, which means for sure they have an obligation. But it's an inspiration to the youth when they see the older following the younger, the Gedolim or the greater following the less greater. So the more so, they'll make a cut home and say, if they do that, then certainly we have to follow the Gedolim as well. And now we begin the third Perek, and the Mishnah begins. Ra'uhu Beddin Vechod Yisrael. That's actually the first case of the Mishnah. Well, let's say Betin and Cloud Israel saw the new moon on the 30th. Now the Gemara will explain, what do you need a case where Betin and Cloud Israel saw it? Really all you need is two witnesses. The Gemara is going to explain what is exactly the ramification of a case where all the Betin and all Cloud Israel saw the moon on the 30th. Nechkeru ha'edim. Well, you have another case, a second case, that the witnesses that came on the 30th, let's say, were being interrogated. Common denominator in both case, cases, cases, but by the time the interrogations finished, they weren't able to say Mikudash on day 30. Now already it became 31. So the Gemara says, So now it's Mi'ubad, it's considered leaped, and therefore it's a full month, and therefore you do it on the 31st. The Gemara will explain what exactly the Hiddush is.
Second case in the Mishnah. Ra'uhu betin bilvad. Let's say the betin are the only ones that saw the new moon. Now, in order to have a new moon, you have to have witnesses. Here, the betin themselves saw the moon. So you need witnesses to testify in front of the betin. So what do you do in this case? So it says, Ya'amdu shenayim v'yaidu b'fneem v'yomru mekudash mekudash. So let two members of the betin turn themselves into witnesses, let them testify in front of their friends that they saw the new moon, and the rest of the betin will say, Mekudash, Mekudash. Next case. Ra'u Shilosha. Let's say you had three people. Ve'en betin. Well now, if you're going to take two witnesses, which you need the minimum two, and testify in front of one, well, one is able to hear the testimony, but the same mikudash that she holds you need, three judges. So what are you do in this case over here? So it says, Which means, let two of the three be witnesses, let the one take two more judges off the bench, now to make a betin of three, and they be able to say, Mikudash, Mikudash, Because an individual is not Ne'eman on his, on his own to make the Chodesh, Mikudash. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, She'ena Ya'qid Ne'eman, Lomar Mikudash, Atzmo. Smagra from Rashi, that you only don't trust the one to make Mikudash, but to hear the testimony, we let him. But for the actual sanctification, that's why you have to bring some of his friends, meaning two other judges, to him. So that's the last case of the Mishnah. Now the Gemara is going to analyze all these cases. The Gemara begins. Which means, the first case you told me, Betin sought and all Yisrael. What do you got to tell me, all Yisrael? It's enough that once all Betin saw it, so they saw the moon, so therefore let them do this, uh, take their two witnesses, let them testify in front of the remainders, which is, what are you telling me a case? You have Betin plus all Klal Yisrael, and they didn't get enough time to sanctify, so the Hadush is what? That you push it, Rosh to the next day. So what's the, what's the point of telling me Kol Yisrael? That she says, Namali let me Kol Yisrael, Hare Ra'u Betin. Betin saw that's enough, what do you need Kol Yisrael? You know Which we learned this already. Which means that since all Klai sales sold on the 30th day, you might have thought, don't, don't leap it, don't, 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 don't make the Chodesh uh, on the next month, even though there wasn't enough time, let's say, to sanctify it, but maybe since all Klai sales sold, therefore it's publicized that really it's day 30, the Rosh Chodesh, I would have thought maybe you don't make it in the Ibud, even if all Klai sales sold, even though it's publicized that it should be on day 30, if they didn't get enough time to sanctify it on day 30, still you push it off to 31, so therefore there's a Hindush in Kol Yisrael, right? But even though it's Kol Yisrael, and it's Pirsum, still pushing off to the next day. Comes again and says, hold it. V'chevan detana dera'u betin v'chol Yisrael, nechkeru ha'edim l'amali. What do you have to give me the case of nechkeru ha'edim, which means just, originally we thought that this is all one case. We thought that the case is, ra'u betin, plus all Yisrael, and they interrogated them, in the same case. And we didn't get enough time to interrogate them, and it already became 
you know, the next night. Nihkiru Aydim, if all Klai Yisrael saw it, what do you got to Nihkiru Aydim? It's obvious that it's, which means if you get two witnesses, okay, then already after Hakirot, but if all Klai Yisrael sees the moon, finished, it's automatic. What do you have to give me a case where all Klai Yisrael, and still you have to go through the Hakirot? It's automatic. So the Gibran says, you're reading the Mishnah wrong. Hachi kaman, inameh, nihkiru a'idim, velo espiku loman mekudash, hacha hashecha, hareze me'ubar. It's two cases. Right, it's the case of betin and everybody saw, kama, or regular case where witnesses come and you interrogated them, but you couldn't finish the interrogation until after. Hachecha. So then you push it to the next day. So you have two cases of where you push it to the next day. Either when Betin and Kol Yisrael saw it, and for some reason they couldn't say Mikudash on that day, or the interrogation took long, and therefore you couldn't sanctify it on that day. So in both cases you push it to the next day. So there's two cases in the Mishnah. Ra'uhu Betin v'chol Yisrael, Kama, or Nechkiru Aydi v'loi Spiku, and there was not enough time to do it that day, you do it in the Mahar. So the Gemara then says, "V'chem and detana ad shachashecha harizim meubar." If you're telling me the first case, where all Yisrael saw it, and they weren't able to finish the proceedings until it got dark, when they came right before uh, sunset, they weren't able to finish before it got dark. And if you tell me push it to the next day, lamali limitni hakirat ta'idim klal. What are you guys getting me the second case? Basically, you're teaching me the same Hindus twice. The bottom line, if you can't finish the job before nightfall, so you push it to the next day. So what do you got to give me two cases? A case of all Yisrael and Betin, you push it to the next day. Or, Hakirat Adim wasn't complete, push it to the next day. What do you need two cases teaching me the same point? That you, if you can't finish the job, you push it to the next day. So the Gemara says, no. It's Tarikh. Because I would have thought like this. We have a rule by monetary cases. We know Betin sits during the day. But by monetary cases, the law is like this. So long as they start the proceedings in the day, they're able to finish the proceedings at night. So I would have said like this. Maybe Hakirat Ta'idim is considered the beginning of judgment, because you're interrogating them. And therefore I would say that even if you didn't finish the judgment, you can continue it to the night, and say Mikudash, Mikudash, and it'll go back to the previous day. Just like by Direma Mamonot, you're able to continue the day proceedings at night. So I'll say by... By since you started the Hakira, Hakira is considered Tehilat Deen, the beginning of the proceedings. Therefore, since you started by day, I'll say you can continue at night, and you can say Mikudash, Mikudash at night, and therefore I'll tell you that Rosh Chodesh really will be on the previous day, day 30. Because we have a Mishnah that says, Mamonot, Danim Bayom. That you can start the proceedings by day and you can finish at night. So I would say maybe the same to make a new shahol is make a dishin. That you can't. Even though the hakira started by day, if you didn't finish by saying mikudash in the day, it's pushed off to the next day. Rosh Chodesh is on the 31st. That's the solution of the case of Nihkiru. Because if it didn't tell me the case of Nihkiru, I might have made a mistake in the Psaq. I would have said that Nihkiru Aydin, so long as you started in the 30th, even though you didn't finish it, but it's considered Tahinat Deen, if we can finish it at night, like the name of Moran, it's going to be considered Rosh Chodesh on the 30th. Abash Malan, no. 
doesn't work that way. So the Gemara says, who said? Maybe it does work that way. Well, you just tell me that's the Hadush of the Mishnah. Who told you to learn the Mishnah like that? Who told you the Hadush of the Mishnah is that Kedush HaKadosh is not like Dinei Mamonot? Maybe it is like Dinei Mamonot. Amar Kera Kihok Li Yisraelu Mishpat Elohe Yaakov. The Torah that talks about the sanctification of the month says Kihok Li Yisraelu. Now it refers to the final judgment when they decide Betin which day the month is going to be. The Pasuk calls it a Chok. What's the Chok? Bottom line. Kihok Li Yisraelu. Mishpat Elohe Yaakov. Now, Mishpat is the terminology used in the proceedings. Mm-hmm. So there's Chok, that's the final judgment, and there's Mishpat. Mm-hmm. So the Pasuk juxtaposes the Chok to the Mishpat. And the Gemara says, Emat Avi Chok, when is Chok applicable? Begmardin. It's a conclusion. Right? It's a conclusion, when you finally give the Psaq. Vekakari le Rahmanam Mishpat. But the Pasuk calls the Chok the Mishpat, the actual judging process. Ma Mishpat Bayom. So we have a hadush. Just like mishpat is done in the day, which is the proceedings begin in the day, so to the hawk, the conclusion has to be done in the day as well. So therefore, kiddush hadush is different. Kiddush hadush, we have a gezerat that the hawk and the mishpat have to be done by day. But by mamonot, the judgment can be done in the day, and the gemardin can be done at night. Comes the gemaran continues. Ra'ul bedin. Right, let's say the Betin saw the new moon. So what do we say? Ya'amdu shenayim v'ya'idu b'fnehim. So let two of the rabbis of the Betin get up, turn around, and testify in front of the rest of the Betin. Ve'amai, hawai, lo te'esh shemi'ah gedolam which means comes out, they all saw it. So you're making now, people that saw everything, you're seeing is not enough. It's not going to be considered valid till you hear it. From two. So you're making hearing better than seeing? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Which means all the Vettings saw the moon with their eyes. That's not testimony. Until when? When two people stand in front of the judge and say, We saw it. They have to hear it from somebody else. So you're making Shimya better than the Doesn't make sense. Gemara says, Amar Abizera. Where they saw the moon at night. At night they can't testify. So therefore at night they all saw it. Now, if they would have seen it in the day, you're right. Which means, how can they see it in the day? Meaning, let's say in the morning, right, um, you know, when the moon came out, they were able to see the new moon, whatever it is. Or before sunset, they are able to see it. You don't need somebody to come testify. They're witnesses themselves. They saw it, it's done. They didn't as good. But they saw it at night. At night, you can't be a witness. There's no betting at night. Therefore, the next day now, they didn't say anything the next day. So you have to have two witnesses that come in front of them and say, Oh, we saw it last night. In that case, you need the shimi'ah. We saw it last night because of uh, the bottom line during the day, they didn't say anything. So therefore, they need testimony. At night, when they saw it, if it was, they cannot testify. They're not considered witnesses at night. Therefore, they need the witnesses to come by the day. Comes the... If, if they would have seen it before the night, you're right, you don't need this whole business of having two witnesses. Of course he has better. But here they saw it at night. So therefore they cannot be witnesses at night. It doesn't mean anything. So then it comes the next day. comes the next day. Okay, what do you want to do? Uh, what do you want to do? What? There's no moon now. There's no moon in the day. But that continues. Let's say three people saw the moon. Okay, and they are the Bedin. Yeah, again, same case. Let two out of the three get up. 
ויושיבו מחבריהם אצל היחיד and now they can testify in front of the one but the one has to bring two rabbis off the bench so now you have two testifying in front of three Amai, same question Again, if the three bit din rabbi saw it, so they saw it. What do they got? You're making hearing it better than seeing it. So they go. So you'll tell me, oh, the case is talking about same case. Well, they saw it at night. I knew. So that's the same case as the last case. So you're telling me the two same cases. Whether it was the whole bit din saw it at night. So let two testify in front of the arrest, or three saw it, let two testify in front of the arrest. It's the same point. By the way, when you see it at night, you need a testimony during the day. What's the Hadush? The Hadush in the second case is that one witness, or one judge, is not Neiman alone. Because normally when it comes to Dinema Monot, if you have one expert judge, he's good to give a ruling on Dinema Monot. Kamasha, when it comes to even one expert judge is not enough. You have to have at least three. Why? Since we have a braita, normally monetary cases are judged in front of three. But if he's an expert accepted by the Rabim, Dan Afidu Biyahid, he can judge even alone. Hakadame Nikdeshe Bihidi, that why he can judge it alone. Kamashwalan, that he can't. So the Gabriel says, Who said, Who says, Maybe he can't judge it alone. Maybe Edutah Hodesh is like the name of Murad. The Gabriel answers, There was no bigger expert than Moshe Rabbeinu. The Kamale Kadosh Baruchu. And God tells Moshe, Adi'ika Aharon Ba'adach. Until you have Aharon with you, Dikhtiv, Bayom and Hashem and Moshe, Ve'il Aharon, Be'eris Misraim, Le'mora Chodesh, Azeh, Le'achem. Which means you need at least Moshe and Aharon. How do you know three? So Tosfot comes along and says, Ba'am Tosfot, Ve'en Be'din Shakul, Mosifin Alein Odechad. Which is, we know you can never have an even number Be'din. In Be'din Shakul, you always have to have an odd number in order that they won't have a split judgment. So therefore, Moshe and Aharon is as if the Torah is saying three. Moshe and Aharon and take another one as the third one, so in Betin Shakul, so that's how you know you need three. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu was the Mumhel Rabim, so you see by Kiddush uh, Shalosh that's why you need the second case of the Mishnah to tell us that in the case where three saw and they were part of a Betin, two cannot testify, huh? two cannot testify in front of the one, Ela, the one has to take two more in order to have a Betin of three. Just one note. Uh, the grandfather of Rabban Gamliel was not Rabin. The grandfather of Rabban was Rabban Gamliel Zakin, and uh, actually the grandson of Rabban Gamliel was Rabbenu Hakadosh. So when he said in that Gemara above, at the uh, right in the beginning of the Gemara, when it said Kach Mekubedani Mebet Abi Abba, so therefore that's really referring to Rabban Gamliel Zakin. And then later when the Gemara says Amar Biyohanan Mai Tama Rabbi, so someone changes. Because what does Abiyah do with anything? So they want to change my Tamad to Rabban Gamliel. And therefore they bring, uh, they change it to Rabban Gamliel because it's referring to him. Baruch Amen.